This is the Hartford Online Radio Network. 21st Century Audio. Delivered. On the horn.com. It's on the horn, the Hartford Online Radio Network, broadcasting from Hartford, Connecticut, the business capital of the world. We are open for business, the podcast that explores all things business, entrepreneurship, technology, marketing, customer service, and making a few honest dollars for yourself. Bandwidth for On the Horn is provided by Amazon S3 servers. Amazon S3 is storage over the internet. Retrieve any amount of data at any time from anywhere on the web. Highly scalable, reliable, secure, fast, and inexpensive. All from a name you trust, Amazon. For more information about Amazon S3 storage, visit aws.amazon.com. This is episode 47, Riddle Me Social. The old guard of social media faces off with the young upstarts. Why should your business care? It's a great question. Open for Business is sponsored by Gateway Financial Group, the accounting firm of Budwitz and Meyer Jack, Deepwater Seafood of Avon, and Central CT Dental. Com. I'm Brian Parker. I am joined by Zen Master Tommy Russo, co-owner of LNR Productions, full-service advertising agency, audio-video production house. LNRProductions.com is where you can find them. Hello, Tommy. Hey, Brian. Good evening. How are you, sir? I'm doing really well. How about yourself? I'm good. It's freezing in this studio. Today. Feels good to me. Usually it's hot as blazes, but tonight it's like an icebox. Pretty good. We are also joined by Ken Cook, acclaimed author, speaker, Fortune 500 consultant, and contributor to Inc. Magazine, now running Peer-to-Peer Advisors. You can check him out at peer-to-peeradvisors.com. Hello, Ken. Brian, how are you tonight? I am lovely. I am lovely. Our topic tonight, social media. How do you social? Remember that thing called LinkedIn? Do you guys still use it out there? I, I, I want to know. Has it been replaced with Google Plus or Facebook or Instagram? Oh, our guest is cringing. <laughs> yes, yes. It hurt my feelings. <laughs> Don't uh, hurt our social guest. Social media guru, LinkedIn evangelist Mark Halpert from connect2collaborate.com is with us tonight to discuss. Hello there, Marky. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Excellent. Welcome, Mark. Yes, absolutely. To get Thanks us in the mood, uh, as he does always, Tommy has brought in a couple quotes to see if he can, uh, I don't know, sometimes I think you want to stump us, and sometimes I think you just want to give it away, but let's hear from the Tommy quotes. Yeah, that's, that's really a, a good observation on your part, Brian, because there are some weeks that I feel like I'm serving it up on a platter, and other times I'm intentionally deceptive. <laughs> now, this evening... Uh, we're going to keep it global, and the reason I say that is because of how one of the quotes came to me. So instead of giving you specific individuals, I'm going to give you two companies, a little bit of a different twist. One of the quotes comes from the McDonald's Corporation, and the other uh, quote comes from the Intuit Corporation. So here we go, and these are specific to social media. Our head of social media is the customer. Let me repeat that one more time. Our head of social media is the customer. And then the second one, a brand is no longer what we tell the consumer it is. It is what consumers tell each other it is. Mm. One more time, mm. a brand is no longer what we tell the consumer it is. It is what consumers tell each other it is. Now, Mark, the challenge here is to attribute the quote to the company. 
And I'm, I'm going to go last because I keep going first. And you just jump <laughs> and on And I my just bed. jump on your bandwagon. And, and I know. You're always wrong. I'm always right. I don't want you to ride on my coattails anymore, man. Okay. I think I got this one. Give me the first quote again. The first quote is, our head of social media is the customer. Okay. I'm going to go. Boy, this is a just a wild-ass guess. Uh, I'm going to put McDonald's first and Intuit second. I'm going to agree with you. I think you're probably right. Yeah, this is actually a tough one because I like both of these for McDonald's, and I I can't imagine either one. But what the, I I think the I think Intuit has a tougher time in the brand issue because I think McDonald's can push brand on people. So I'm going to agree that the head of uh, our social media is the customer for McDonald's, and Intuit is the branding one. We're either three and zero or zero and three here. No, you guys are three and zero. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> nice job, boys. Oh. But you using guys the... set me up. <laughs> <laughs> but no, using this, the... this becomes a good conversation here right off the bat. There well, you are. Th- that's exactly it. That's why I went for it, Mark. I felt like they would be good segues to j- discuss exactly why we wanted you to join us in this evening's discussion. Okay. Kenny, okay. get us started. Well, Mark and I met, how long ago, Mark? We going uh, eight months to a year ago and about? Something like that. And I was thoroughly impressed with the fact that Mark told me he no longer uses his website as his primary presence on the web. He uses his LinkedIn profile, which in, just intrigued me to death. I sat there and said, how do you do that? And Mark is a, he uses the term evangelist, and I would wholeheartedly agree with that, and expert on LinkedIn. And what I was hoping Mark would help us with tonight is the morass of social media that's out there. Had There's so many choices, so many things that you can do, so many priorities, and there's only so little time to do them all. So teeing that up for you, Mark, uh, Give us the quick background on you, and then chime in on prioritization of social media. Which way do we go? Which, what's, what works, what doesn't? Okay. Uh, Eleven years ago, when two large, buildings hit two, lar- uh, two large planes hit two large buildings, my corporate career ended. Not interested anymore in being in corporate America. Mm. Right about that day, I set out and started my own business. And I started in another industry and you know had my own business and got bit by the bug and decided that I thought I knew what marketing and branding and connecting with people is all about, but you don't know until you leave corporate America how really desperately lonely it is out there unless you really kick it up many notches. So when the phones didn't ring, I had to do something. And when nothing happened right after September 11th and business was basically dead flat, gone, no one was willing to do anything new, I realized that I had a year probably to learn the craft of marketing. So I threw off the shackles and decided, okay, this is it. i got to go do this. And I still had all this wonderful group of people that I had met through my career, and I wanted to stay in touch with them. And lo and behold, a friend of mine out in Dallas called me, and he said, I have it. You and I have the same problem. We're losing track of people. People are moving all around more than ever because after September 11th, the whole paradigm of business has changed dramatically. Here's the thing that we need to do. And he says, it's called LinkedIn. So I joined when he told me it was a good time. You know, He thought it was a good idea for us to join. So I was like 226,000th person to join LinkedIn. Wow. 2001. That's way back. Yeah. Was that uh, – Ken's wondering, Mark, if that was 2001 or did that spill into 2002 that you actually uh, – 2001. Okay. okay. 2001. Um, 
and started to reconnect the people that I had lost track of a long time ago, telling about what my business was, telling them what I could bring to the market, asking if they knew anybody needed my services or my expertise. Did you call it did you call it social media back then or did you just call it internet marketing? It was internet marketing. There yeah. was nothing really called social media. It wasn't social. It was all one out. It was external. There was no back and forth. I'm not sure I understand. What does that mean? That was Internet 101. That was the early days of the Internet. It was all push. Yeah, it, there was all nothing. Push. Yeah, okay. it, that's a great way to, to do it. You okay. know, websites like Twitter and Facebook, those are the two, I think, big websites. Maybe a little bit of that MySpace thing, which I always forget about. That was the first time that people could have a landing page personally that you didn't have to, like, build your own website. You know, okay. you could have your own kind of identity yeah. on the web. And to Ken's point, I had a website, and I had a web designer who had to beg to make changes on my website. Yeah. And I got really oh, I disturbed with it. Yeah. I hate that. And he'd make the changes, and then they really weren't what I wanted it to look like. So I'd call him up. He'd say, okay, let's do this. Let's do that. Refresh your screen. It was very tedious. He was charging me the whole time. Yeah. And I decided that, you know what? If I tell my story, and if I'm myself on my LinkedIn page, I have, in essence, a website that's all about me and my business. And it developed huh. from there. Now, what about the legitimacy of people when they look at a LinkedIn profile? Because, I mean, you have a website now, connect the number to collaborate.com. So, obviously, you, you haven't completely abandoned that idea of having your own kind of landing page or, uh, or you know, online uh, yellow page ad with a website but you know my feeling is there's a, that sense that yeah I need to have my own somewhat professional looking website just to add a little legitimacy so people that go there want to find out a little bit about me have a little bit of a comfort feeling well all of this is circular is all cyclical if you look at my LinkedIn profile it refers to my Twitter page it refers to what I used to have as a blog it refers to my website you can find different pieces and aspects of my personality and my persona on different places but when you want to come back to my business proposition my value to my clients it's articulated by me only by me and I can change it anytime I want on my LinkedIn page and that's the difference between that and, web and my website. Now, let me ask you a question, Mark. Is that uh, because you find the technology involved in working the LinkedIn site a whole lot easier than you personally working a content management system in your website? Because there's certainly a lot of people out there that can go into the back end of their site and do what you're talking about doing consistently with LinkedIn. They're capable of doing that with their own website. You follow I can I'm do asking? that on my own website as well. Okay. I've learned how to do that. Okay. But it's a lot faster, and I'm doing it in real English language on LinkedIn. <laughs> All right. I don't have to go to a foreign code. <laughs> I call it foreign code. I don't have to say push the button, say, let's submit it, see what it comes out. Is that exactly what I want? No, no, I missed that. I missed this. On LinkedIn, I'm putting it out there. I'm saying things. I'm connecting to people. They're seeing the things that I want them to know in real time and I'm developing them as fast as I can put it out there. Okay. Like so today, I made four updates to my LinkedIn profile. So you were 227,000th user. Something like that. What's the number at today? 175 million. 
Really? And growing by two people a second. Wow. <laughs> All right? That's so a big if I database. gave this yeah. radio show with you guys a year ago, mm-hmm. the number would have been something like 110 million. It's grown dramatically. Wow. That's pretty tremendous. Well, uh, Ken found a really neat article about uh, LinkedIn, and I am, uh, you know, I'm pretty good at the social media from the aspect of, like, the Facebook, the Twitter, the trendy nonsense, a little bit of Instagram and, and Pinterest. But I really just, I've you know, 100 years ago I joined LinkedIn and then didn't really know what to do with it at that point, but I knew I should join it, so I joined it and then did nothing. And, you know, I'm just kind of getting back into LinkedIn. Ken found this really cool thing about the do's and don'ts of LinkedIn. Tommy did. Oh, Tommy found it? Yeah. Oh, was, you put it under his. Oh, did I? <laughs> That's okay. I'm generous. Um, Thanks, Tom. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so let, let me get the, you know, it says one upload, you should upload a professional picture. Now, is this something that you think, like, you got to go out there and get a, like, get your headshots done, like you're going to become an actor? Or just no. a really good photo of you? A good photo. Okay. What we want to see is what the person we're talking to on the phone looks like. Okay. And when we can see what the other person looks like, we have a much warmer phone conversation. Okay. That's in so many words you, what, that, what that article says. Oh, good. No. I'm glad we're all great minds think alike. Uh, so if you tell me you're going to meet me at the coffee shop at noon, I don't want to have to wonder, is that the guy? Is that yeah. the guy? Is that the guy? There he is. Yeah. I see him come from the car all the way in. Not that I know anything about this, but this sounds like a Match.com experience. I literally no. just wrote that down. I just wrote that down. It's kind of like, yeah, the rules of, you know. Jesus, you added 300 pounds since I saw you last. See, I went, uh, I went different. I said this is business and personal all rolled into one. Well, it is. It yeah. is because you know what? We're all not just flat business people. We have other lives. Yeah. And we can pull them all together through even LinkedIn. And show our personal and professional lives together. Hmm. One of the things that we try to do, and whether it's you know here at the radio station or just in our uh, in our regular lives, is uh, use Facebook and Twitter and the other social media to create that raving fans idea, and then we feed the beast with content of whatever it is that we think is important or people should know about. But this article says that we should not use LinkedIn. Like Facebook or Twitter, we shouldn't feed that beast like that. How should a business use LinkedIn, or should a business not use LinkedIn and only individuals should use it? Wow, that's a big question. Okay, let's draw a line between Facebook and LinkedIn right away. Okay. LinkedIn is professional to professional. All right. There are no pictures of little puppy dogs on on LinkedIn. (laughs) I've had enough puppy dog pictures on my Facebook page by people who I know, know tangentially, even family members, where some of the things they put on there I'm a little bit uneasy with. Mm-hmm. Certainly with what's going on politically, all the everybody's got their favorite candidate right now. Yeah. And there's some pretty ugly stuff going on on Facebook right now. Big time. You don't see that on LinkedIn ever, ever, ever. There's a mm-hmm. protocol. There's a way to behave on LinkedIn that rises above that. And unwritten, unspoken. It's just adopted by the membership as the way to do things, correct? It's really interesting. It's not policed. It's not, it's not driven in any one way. Kind of a group We're talking about business yeah. on LinkedIn. All right. Yeah, you know, I, and I hear that, that is the professional thing. Here's my, here's my limited experience with LinkedIn. It's a whole bunch of business consultants 
no that want to connect no, to me. It, it, I mean, that that's what it feels like to me. And everyone right. is a marketing or something, something to do with uh, how to get yourself out there and let me connect with you. Or a real estate person. Holy Christmas, no. do I get real estate connections up the yin-yang. Well, they need it because they're paid to know people. A house comes on the market, a business, you know, an office comes on the on the market. They have to have a slew of people that they can market that property to. But doctors, attorneys, students, even kids in college, kids in high school Absolutely. are joining yeah. LinkedIn. But, and that's beautiful because it allows them to learn the fine art of networking at a very young age. Explain to me what a LinkedIn connection or conversation would look like. Okay. So, you know, what, what would it look like? I have a problem and I think, okay, I should go to LinkedIn to solve it. Okay. What's my problem? You, say you have a problem. You're looking for a certain person who has an expertise in a certain area. Okay. We've done this. You yeah. can use search on LinkedIn to find a person who has that level of expertise, has a certain level of education, went to a certain school, lives in a certain geographic area, has published on a certain topic, you can really drive the search into very, very fine, uh, fine sorting. So I use lots of examples of non a nonprofit I worked with that was looking for a board member, and they found a great board member that way. Of a, a business that was looking to hire a consultant to do a certain very specific uh, job that was really hard to find somebody to do. And they found somebody. They didn't even know he existed using LinkedIn. So that's the type of search that you would do. But I want to go back before that. You were saying the right type of person to connect to is a person you know. Somebody you've met, you've done business with, you've spoken to, you have that feeling about that they're a good person you want to put in your stable of contacts, not the, anybody who happens to come across your screen, your email, whatever, that you don't know. And here's why. When you connect to somebody on LinkedIn, like Ken and I are connected, yeah. everybody I'm connected to can see Ken's connections and their personal profiles. So if I've broken the trust that Ken face, places in me to only connect to good people, then the wrong people can see Ken's connections and poach his connections and say and do things that you don't want them to do. Got I've it. had that happen to me before. I've had to tell people, hey, that's not fair. You can't do that on LinkedIn. We don't work that way. Complete. So that's why you connect to the right people on LinkedIn. Yeah. yeah, it's quality over quantity. I mean, I everybody looks at the number of friends they have on Facebook. And I actually I had a conversation with my brother the other night. He told me, he says, he has more friends on Facebook than he has in real life. <laughs> <laughs> and I was talking to him, and to Mark's point on LinkedIn, quality over quantity, I look at the number of connections I have, and I'm in like 300 and something, somewhere between three and 400 connections. And LinkedIn has a nomenclature where when you reach 500 connections, they stop the actual digital counter and just say 500 plus. Yeah. Right. And right. people. And you know what? When you get 500 and more connections on LinkedIn, the magic starts. You start connecting to people who can help you, who refer you. If you use it often enough, you can, they can really rely upon the material you're putting out there on LinkedIn. So that they would respect be a, you for it. That'd be a good uh, goal for someone to have 500 connections plus. But, but the point I was going to make is I don't worry about getting there because I know as I make quality connections, 
the 500 number will be achieved, but it will be achieved with comfort and confidence. I'm yeah. not going to put out 500 links to people just to reach that number so I can get an exponential equation that gives me a greater return. It doesn't make sense because, as Mark said, the connection doesn't have a value. Right, right. Now, and it, I have 1,800 connections at this point, just about, yeah. and I know every single one of them. I have spoken to them. I've evaluated them. I've vetted them in one way or another. Yeah. So I want to be the go-to guy when somebody says, hey, Mark, you know a lot of really great people. Do you know anybody who does this? Yeah. And I've got five or so people for them to choose from who do this. And, and you that know, becomes valuable. The thing I love about LinkedIn, particularly over other social media, mm. is that LinkedIn enables the connection to go beyond just digital. Because... As Mark says, if you vet it beforehand, if you know the person beforehand, and then you connect with them on LinkedIn, if someone calls me up and says, Ken, I see you're connected with Mark. Can you tell me something about him? I can. I can actually relate personal stories, anecdotes, characteristics of Mark Halpert to somebody. I'll tell you a story just how that happened. I was up, up your way, up in the Hartford area, sitting around a table. A bunch of guys are saying to me, we need to know somebody in, it was a certain government office, who's involved with some of the banking law that was being written at the time. Mm. I said, okay, I might be able to put you in touch with somebody. I left the room. I got on LinkedIn. I found the phone number of my friend who's very highly placed, has good connections in Washington. She prides herself on knowing the right people. I called her up. I said, I need this. She said, okay, hang on. I could hear her on her other phone. She left it going, you know, on, on speakerphone. She called a number in Washington and said, I've got a friend on the phone. He's looking for connection to make a call. They have a question about the banking legislation. Can you help him? The guy on the other side of the phone said, sure. Send him through. Bang. Went back into the office, into the, the room I was in. I said, okay, guys, let's put this on speaker. I've got an expert on the phone. Sweet. In about three minutes, I had the right person wow. that we needed to speak to. So, Mark, going back to Ken's opening statement, uh, referencing how little time we have and how precious for the non-LinkedIn evangelist, you know, and that would include all three of us here in this room. No, um, I'm a half evangelist. You're a half evangelist? Uh, okay. You're an evan. <laughs> I'm an evan. All right. Uh, well, I, then, Ken, I'll bounce the question to both you and Mark. What kind of time? on a daily slash weekly basis are you gentlemen committing to literally working this part of your marketing advertising strategy go ken you want to go first i'll take it uh as an evan <laughs> 10 to 15 minutes a day and a q and a solid 30 to 45 minutes to do updates and things on a weekly basis. Okay. okay. And what is that? What is that? Forget the updates. The 10 to 15 minutes a day. Is that doing what um, Mark just talked about? Are you reaching out to individuals on that and making connections? I am going through the updates, seeing what people have been posting, seeing what content is of interest. If there are specific things that I like, I can comment on it. I can share it with others. I can pay it forward, so to speak. Uh, I will look for connections, people that I want to connect to. Uh, there's a whole bunch of people that I know that I'm not connected to on LinkedIn, 
and I need to take the time to make those connections become real and part of my network. Okay. Okay. Tell you a story. Again, happened today. A friend of mine who I met about a year ago, she was looking for a new position. She's in the nonprofit sector. She popped up on LinkedIn that she just found a new job. She wanted to tell everybody she had a new job. I gave her the attaboy that she needed through LinkedIn. I liked it. I gave her, you know, great to hear you've landed. That's terrific. We're back in touch again. Yeah. So the reason to use LinkedIn and to spend the time using it is to update people on good things that are happening in your life, your business, etc. You're a, you're a, a billboard out there. The more people see your name and the quality of the material you're putting out there, the more they're going to follow you. The more junk you yeah. put out there, like I have a friend who tells me where he eats breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I ignore him. He just disappears. I tune him out. So, yeah, I spend more time than most people on LinkedIn, but here's how I do it. First of all, there's a group on LinkedIn called Nine Minutes a Day, and it's sponsored by LinkedIn. And they say that after a while, you should only have to spend nine, maybe 10, 15 minutes a day feeding the beast to your earlier comment. Now, the, remember the first time you sat down in front of Word and you had to learn it and yeah. you had to master it and find where the good stuff was hidden? That was the investment you made. That's what you're going to invest in in LinkedIn now so that you get the benefits and the dividends down the road and only have to spend 10, 15 minutes a day. So I, I think that's great, and that's probably actually how I use Facebook now. There's a couple things I kind of do. On Facebook, I wish all of the fans who have birthdays today, I send a little birthday thing out and, you know, just like rudimentary stuff, respond to friend requests and whatever. So it's probably about where I am now. Um, but on LinkedIn, it seems that the usual feeding of the beast that I do, which is, you know, we do a show or have a, uh, a post about some kind of topic, whatever the heck it is, and we post it on our website and it automatically flashes out to our social media sources whether it be twitter or facebook or youtube or wherever I, i'm getting a sense that i shouldn't be using linkedin to grab that feed and just throw like one of our blog posts out should i oh sure i no, should no, no. Be doing i hate that. to i don't want to disagree with you verbally but i'll do it right now <laughs> um okay. we do it all the time uh, Mark. that's better than, easy <laughs> that's better than disagreeing with me physically is so it, that's this great. is a business purpose if you're doing a blog post that is germane to your business, put it on LinkedIn. You will generate followers to your blog who okay. you might not get through LinkedIn. Put now, it on groups. Now, yeah. one struggle I have, Mark, maybe you can help me and others understand the distinguishing difference. The difference between posting of relevant content and advertising what you're doing. Because there's, I'm, I'm thinking of one guy specifically, he runs an events company up in this neck of the woods. And there, it, particularly as you get closer to the day of the event, the quantity of updates and posts on LinkedIn with regard to it is just overwhelming. I've had updates where he's had seven or eight posts this, right in a row. Is this guy's first name Bill? Yes. Yeah, I know exactly who you're talking Drives about. Drives me crazy. Yeah. Well, then he's over the top. He's yeah. over the top in any social medium. Yeah. I just I love him to death, but I wish I could say, please, just stop yeah. beating me up. After a while, you tune him out. I do. I don't open anything. Because it's not interesting anymore. Like, I'm running an executive briefing on September 10th. Yes. In, in, the... in East Hartford. Um, I'm very excited about it. It's hit some of the papers. Um and every other day or so, I'm posting it through LinkedIn 
to copy through to Twitter so that different audiences are seeing it in different ways. So I'm telling people it's coming. Now, the day before, registration will be over. So I'm not going to put it out seven times. Yeah. So there is, a, there is a personal, I guess, standard that everybody has to have about self-promotion. Hmm. LinkedIn can be used for self-promotion because as consultants or one-man or one-woman offices, we need to promote because if we don't, no one's going to promote for us. This is a power tool for branding yourself and showing who you are and what value you bring. You can communicate with a lot of great people using LinkedIn in ways you never were able to use before. So use the right tool for the right job. I think that's, a, I mean, I'm getting a, a clear sense of how I think maybe, you know, I'm thinking of this, I'm very selfish, so I'm thinking about how I can use it personally. I don't know about you guys. I hope everybody but, is, frankly. But, uh, yeah, that's no, what it's I, for. I'm, I'm, sort of, I'm sort of getting it. We have to take a quick little break here so we can tell you about uh, uh, our good friends over at Deepwater Seafood. They do not have a LinkedIn page. By the way, I have now checked. They don't have a LinkedIn page, but they do have a website, a brand new website, deepwaterlobstercompany.com. New URL, too. It's very exciting. And if you guys have not been to the only fish market in the Farmington Valley, then you are really really missing out. Uh, Deepwater Seafood is located on 44, Route 44, open six days a week, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Saturdays, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. The best thing about Deepwater Seafood, I kid you not, is how fresh the fish is. How fresh is, is it, Tommy? It comes three times a day. It comes three freaking times a day. The fish you buy at night was swimming earlier that morning. That's how fresh this stuff is. They have a huge menu of uh, grilled fish items, too. If you want a little help, you know, they can make a little scampi for you. They have great fish and chips. Uh, they did a terrific uh, New England clam bake at my house, what was it, two weekends ago. Just delicious. Uh, we had the paella there. Absolutely outstanding. Uh, the salad was so-so because, you know, it's salad. It's not very healthy. You know, I, I don't know. What do you want? It's, it's salad. <laughs> We want, the, we want the cookies and cream you afterwards. We want the Newburgh sauce. Oh, the Newburgh sauce was so good. Um, very best shrimp cocktail in the business. Here's what you want to do. You want to call ahead your order, and then they will have it ready for you to pick up after work. That's how cool that is. 860-767-9657. Or you can order on their brand-new website, Deepwater Lobster Company.com. Go check them out. Deepwater Seafood. Not just for the halibut they, li they liked our little not just for the halibut but they said you should say not just for the halibut i said okay we, we can change that <laughs> not just for the halibut for all your seafood needs and and there it's then there it is but we should tell them about getting a linkedin page they should you, how I, do i follow that well, you so know, i wonder could, could they do a like a specials like weekly yeah. specials coming up kind of thing or would all right, that let be... me tell you how they could do that all right you tell know, us how they, they can do it whoever owns the business has to be on linkedin personally okay then they create what's called a company profile page oh. it's like a company website on linkedin okay and they talk about the services or the products that they sell hmm. and they go into some detail and it re links back to their website again what i said earlier everything's circular now and they can actually have specials or put 
graphic material on you know graphics on the LinkedIn page where people could use it and mention they saw the ad on LinkedIn and then the fish store will know much better where their advertising is working best. Can you put videos on LinkedIn? You can put videos all over LinkedIn. It does that so well and so easily. You have oh, to go yeah. into some of the applications called uh, box.net so it sits out in the cloud, but oh, okay, yeah, you yeah. can do that easily. Cool. So let me ask a question here, Mark, and I guess I'll you know, put it out to everybody here in the room. As a marketer myself, it's often that we are uh, you know, presented the challenge of what media with limited time and limited budget that a client is best served. So using that as a segue point, my question is, you know, what, going back again to what Ken talked about, that limited time factor, are there clients that you would feel that Facebook might be a better social media venue than LinkedIn, or Twitter might be a better avenue than LinkedIn, or Twitter better than Facebook? You know, and again, in my world of old school media, there are plenty of times where we're challenged with is print the right vehicle, is TV the right vehicle, is radio the right vehicle. So segueing again to social media, you know, is there a delineation from one type of business to another that would use a particular type of social media? Okay. I'll go back to my toolbox analogy. Okay. You have a toolbox. You buy tools, you use them once, you put them away, you use them a little while later when you didn't realize you were going to need it, but you probably could use it. LinkedIn is a great tool for business-to-business -business communication. There you go. Facebook is a great tool for business-to-consumer communication and consumer-to-consumer -consumer communication. Those lines blur often. Because not every business to business only talks to businesses, they also talk to consumers. So let's go back to the fish, uh, the fish shop that we were talking about a minute ago. If they wanted to advertise to professionals on their way home with fish for dinner, they could talk through LinkedIn on that company profile page and put an ad on there to raise the consciousness of business professionals to do something on their way home. From the office, huh? Interesting. And could they could they geotag it for, like, just the Farmington Valley, or would it just go out to everyone on the planet? Goes out to everybody. All right, goes out to everybody. But they could use LinkedIn updates, the ones that Ken and I do on a regular basis, and talk to <clears throat> certain people to certain groups that are geotagged. Yep. There are groups on LinkedIn that are There's specific by geographic Valley, area. Farmington Valley. Uh, networking group, I think it's called. Mm. Sure, sure. There's and there's, hundreds there's of members. specific to um, chambers of commerce. There's specific to industries. There's specific to alumni groups in certain geographic areas. So when you start to see the specific, try it again, specificity of the groups, you will then begin to push it out to the groups. Now the other thing they could do. Let's say that it's Deepwater Lobster, right? Uh, deepwaterlobstercompany.com. Okay. Let's say they wanted to get into box lunch catering. Yeah. There you go. They could easily put together the lobster roll box lunch, set up the company profile page on LinkedIn, do it strictly to the Farmington Valley through the groups in the Farmington Valley area, and make LinkedIn connections to all of the business owners in Farmington Valley through the search function. Hmm. Same thing I'm doing right now with this executive briefing we're having on September 10th mm -hmm. in East Hartford. I'm pumping it through LinkedIn to specific 
groups that are Connecticut-based or are industry-based that will know people, to asking them to send it to their Hartford-based colleagues. Yeah, and and I we're scratching the surface tonight, and I'm going to give a blatant advertisement for this briefing from Mark. It, it, it's next Monday afternoon, and he's who's the partner that's working it with you? Chris Desi from Silverback Social. He it does with Twitter and Facebook what I do with LinkedIn. So uh, about- that big ape. <laughs> <laughs> Now watch how you talk about my friend Chris. <laughs> but you get all three legs of the stool with Mark and Chris, and it's it's an afternoon session over in East Hartford. It's uh, three hours at uh, Connecticut Center for Advanced Technology. And check it out at uh, Mark's profile page on LinkedIn, and it's H-A-L-P-E-R-T, or check it out at connect2collaborate.com. Uh, I, I, we literally are scratching the surface here. Oh, yeah. Oh, you can no. talk about this for hours. It's amazing stuff. You mm-hmm. could. Uh, much like, um, you know, here's one of the powers of social media, by the way. Yes. Can I bring up my fun story? Oh, yes, you may. There is an owner of an Indian from India <laughs> clothing believe, store. You are not going to believe this story. Who said that he would only change the name of his store if he mm-hmm. was reimbursed for the branding costs that he had already expounded. Now... You may ask, well, why would they need to rebrand the store? What, what's the name of the store? It's only been open two weeks It's now. only been open mm-hmm. two weeks. It's a great question. What is it? It's called Hitler. The name of the store is called Hitler, which sells Western men's wear. In India. In India. And it has a big swastika right over the eye. So, that's, you know, you can't confuse the fact that he's making reference to Adolf. And he said he would re uh, he would rename the store if uh, if people would reimburse him for the one hundred and fifty thousand rupees he has already invested. Now you may be asking, well, how much is one hundred and fifty thousand? What does one hundred and fifty thousand rupees get you? About twenty seven hundred dollars. Well, so you I, know what? He's trying to monetize a brand that is how many weeks old? Uh, two weeks ish. Okay, let's take brands that are decades old. And the change and the damage that could be made to a brand in one erroneous tweet sure. or one yeah. bad posting on Facebook or LinkedIn. Yeah. So, you know, one thing I'm going to try to get away from this topic you guys are starting here, and I'm going to try to twist it to social media, and that is that. <laughs> You're a smart be- man. Be- there, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't put me on this radio show for nothing. What you know? a tangent <laughs> Brian was going for. <laughs> we almost so, got him. Almost. your brand. You are a brand like a box of cereal on a cereal aisle in the grocery store, and you are screaming, pick me off the shelf and just read me. If you don't take me home, just try me. And we're all out there trying to brand ourselves to be that much better, a little bit smarter, a little bit more intelligent than the comp- competition. you got to tell how you are a little smarter, a little better than the competition on LinkedIn. And then use that company profile page to further brand your business and make your personal profile brand and your company profile brand consistent. Hmm. That's what creates great branding on social media. And so in your estimation, LinkedIn is a marketing tool, a branding tool, and number three, a connectivity tool. And it's a power tool in all three. When you use it right... And you use it smart, 
you can do amazing things. Okay. I've seen it. I've heard it. I've, I've experienced it. I book business off of LinkedIn. It's amazing. Hmm. I'm just wondering how again. I, I think I'm, you know, for the, for the radio station, I'm thinking that, you know, whenever we do a blog post, whether it's audio, video, or just, uh, or just script, throw it up there. I've been. I mean, after every show, I send an update out on yeah. the show. But we we may or should consider an on the horn LinkedIn company profile. Yeah, yeah. No. Why don't you tell people who your upcoming guests are on LinkedIn? Well, because we don't, don't know it. until the day before. Yeah. You're the ah. exception. Well, yeah, why? <laughs> you were you were booked three days before. Well, three days. Holy cow! I'm ah, not even fresh fish anymore. All <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, interesting. But but yeah, no. Yeah. We we could talk about it more. You know, it seems to be a lot of effort. But you know what though. The, the reality is we, we look at this kind of stuff and we say, gosh, that, that does seem like a lot of effort. But if we wanted to pay someone to connect to all those people and just... We couldn't know, afford it. We couldn't yeah. afford it. Yeah. You know, There's we no could do Valpac or something like that. But, you know. But this I, is I, a lot like what Ken was saying. It's that pay it forward thing. We mm -hmm. all help each other in ways that we... I mean, this is how Ken and my relationship is. We, we're back and forth with each other continuously sometimes yeah. we don't talk to each other for a while but then we help each other in amazing ways yeah. and that's the power of these linkages that these that occur it's amazing Just think i was in manhattan and walked out of grand central station looked up and down 42nd street and virtually every other or third person was staring at a phone yeah sure so it's it's the way we're connected today whether we yeah. like it or not so do, get do over use... it and go promote yourself because if you're not doing it, there's no one else doing it as well as you can. It's that brand. You it's that perfect. brand. Mark, is there a uh, is there a smartphone app I imagine for LinkedIn? And do you use it? Is it good or do you? It's really... tremendous it's because good, yeah. it allows you to have your LinkedIn connections with you everywhere you go. I okay. echo it. I use it as well. You do? Okay. Yeah. Me too. That that kind of stuff. Sometimes you know when you have a lot of connections like that and a lot of ways to connect, sometimes the user interface is just. You know, this one actually it it mimics the actual LinkedIn site very okay. very well. Well, that's and you, good. And it lists your phone number and your email address. So if somebody says, "Hey, Mark, if I'm out of my office. Do you know anybody who does this?" Yeah, I got his phone number. I got her her phone number, her email address right here. Take it down, and I'm mm -hmm. done. I don't have to remember to do anything else later. Yeah. All right. Hey, oh, it's tremendous stuff. Mark Halpert, uh, connect to collaborate.com. Thank you so much for joining us. This was really interesting. Thank you. Where Mark. did 45 minutes go? Yeah, Where'd it go? Exactly. Right out the window. Yes, sir. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. Great Thanks. having you here. Thanks, guys. That was Thanks. really Thanks. terrific. Uh, what a great guy. Mark Halpert, again, uh, connect the number to collaborate.com. Good guest. We should have him back. We will. Let's do that. Uh, thank you all for listening, by the way. We couldn't do this show without our sponsors as well. Amazon.com, Gateway Financial, the accounting firm of Budwitz & Meyer, Jack, Deepwater Seafood of Avon, and Central, ctdental.com. Very special thanks to our chat room moderator, Evan Richards. And we are closing up business for this week. But be sure to join us uh, next Tuesday night, 5 o'clock, when we will once again be open for business. We'll see you guys. Cheers. Take care.